I'm Brian. And I'm Jordan. And we're going to sit in traffic. Yes. In this 2019 Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid Limited. Got to get those words right. All the words. This is the plug-in hybrid version of the vehicle. Yes. And I'm actually very excited about this because uh, I am a plug-in hybrid enthusiast. What differentiates a plug-in hybrid enthusiast from a regular car enthusiast? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I like plug-in hybrids. So, you know, I cover technology and transportation and how they intersect and all that. And the plug-in hybrid to me is a very significant sort of tipping point because I don't think most people are ready for a full electric car, but most people can get a significant advantage in the way they drive from a plug-in hybrid. Yes. Because you get a little bit of the EV world and you get a little bit of the regular world. And so this one in particular has the, I believe, second longest range of any plug-in hybrid on sale today. Okay. Well, then that messes it up because the Volt's been canceled, hasn't it? The Volt? Oh, we can play the game of where the Volt was a hybrid to begin with, but yes. Well, no, because the Volt was a plug-in hybrid. Yes. And had uh, the, the last generation Volt had a, a plug-in electric-only range of like 53 miles. Yeah. Long way. This one can go 36. Yeah. That's a long way. Most people's commute is not that far. And so you could do your errands take the kids to soccer practice, drive to work, whatever, on full electric power every day if you charged up at night. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that, right? So a lot of people are not emotionally prepared. They have the range anxiety. Yes. So this is a good stopgap measure, and that was always the idea behind the Volt at the same time. Yep. Uh, the Volt never really took off for whatever reason, but this... They sold 100,000 of them. They did. Over 10 years. They sold... It's by far the most successful uh, plug-in. Hybrid. Okay, fair. On the market. Um, this, to me, seems like an obvious choice if you're going with this vehicle anyways to get the plug-in hybrid. Yes, and I think if you're going for... And so this is going to be the debate, right, of minivan versus SUV. Oh. And for years and years, Chrysler invented the minivan, and then the minivan stopped being cool, yep. and people started buying SUVs and crossovers. And... What is the biggest advantage of the minivan? So it's basically a car. It's a car. It's a huge car. I mean, the advantage of the minivan is you can fit anything in here. Yes. And and six people, plus luggage, tons of space. The rear seats fold down to make a flat load cargo area. Yeah. All that's great. An SUV can do a lot of that, though it's harder to get in. Yeah. And it drinks fuel. It drinks fuel, I mean, and you actually get less usable room because of the SUV styling. Here, the minivan doesn't care. It's boxy, so that you have yes. maximum capacity. When you get into the SUV category, they try to give you style points, which really eat into that usable cargo volume. Yes, cargo and so a, an SUV, people like SUVs because they you sit up high, right? People like SUVs because they can tell their friends they drive it. Well, yes, but no, for, for, for driving position. Yes. People like sitting up high, and... We're relatively high in here because this is like a regular seating position that you would sit at your dinner table or whatever. Yeah. You're not in a sedan down low with your feet stretched out. You're, you're sitting up normally. And on an SUV, we would have this similar high seating position, only it would be because the car was higher up because there's more ground clearance. Whereas in this, you're just sitting up high and then the roof is enormous. If you look at the size of the windows, they're massive. Yeah. And then you look in the back. the The floor to ceiling height is enormous. You could you can't quite stand up, 
But it's awful close. And if you were trying to load your kids into the car seats or whatever, it would, the it would be really The visibility is actually excellent in this. It's glass all around. Yeah, glass everywhere. Enormous sunroof. Second sunroof in the way back. Giant windows. All four doors, the windows go up and down. So, so from that perspective, it checks all the boxes for... I want to be able to see stuff. I want to be higher than everybody. I want to be comfortable. I want a lot of room for people and kids and stuff and all that. The thing it doesn't do is it doesn't look sexy. No. No. You know, okay, Acura MDX right there. We can point to that. Looks pretty good. Sure. You could fit twice as much stuff and people in this as Easily. you could in that. Yeah. I mean, there's people no are going to look at that and say, oh, that looks good because it's an SUV. Well, we also have to talk about the all-wheel drive issue that people always cling to. The only minivan to this day that offers all-wheel drive is the Toyota Sienna. So there is an option. But in general, for 95% of people, they just don't need it. They don't need to put winter tires on your car. That's all you need to do. Um, so anyway, so let's get back to, to this car. Um, so the, the Chrysler Town & Country is the predecessor to this, which we have right over there. Yeah. Go back to the Dodge Caravan, back, back, back to, you know, the original minivan. Lee Iacocca's minivan that, that took the world by storm in the 80s. And this is now the descendant of it. And I think this is a fantastic version of it. Of all the minivans that are out there. There's the Odyssey and the Sienna yeah. and all the other ones that I can't remember. Um, I think this is by far the best one. This certainly feels nicer than all of those. Yeah, it's it's a nice place to be. And this is the, the limited edition. So it's got all the luxury stuff. Yeah. And it's cool. got the, the S appearance package, which I think the S stands for silly. Um, but it's got leather and it says like little S things on everywhere and it's got S badge. It's like that's all kind of whatever. It's, it's badging. You can save yourself several hundred dollars and drop the S. Yeah, I think that that part's very silly. But what is cool is you get the, the stow and go seats in the way back. Yeah. And you don't get it in the middle because, like you said, that's where the battery is. Right. Would you, if you went not with the hybrid, the conventional engine, you would get stow yes. and go in the middle there. Yep. So if you want to haul a ton of stuff, you can take those seats out. Yeah. They just come out entirely. Um, and you can, you can go down that route uh, and then get the big flat floor if you want. Um, but I think the electric is the way to go for a couple reasons. So this is $50,000 in the hybrid, in the top line trim. And you get a $7,500 federal tax credit. Right. And then depending on the state you're in, you might get another state tax credit. Um, in my former home state of Colorado, where I lived for seven years, I actually bought a Chevy Volt while I was there. They kick in another $5,000. So you get $12,500 if you buy this car in Colorado back. So that makes it in the high 30s. Yeah. Which, that's super competitive. But still, for most people, getting this from that 50625 Again, 42. we're gonna yeah, we're gonna get rid of the eight hundred dollars for that S appearance pack, which yep. brings it down just under fifty. Yeah, you're at forty two and change, which is a very competitive price for a I think an enormous vehicle. What you can do with this, you're right in the heart of the SUV territory yep. price wise. Absolutely, and super practical. Third row. So you look at third row SUVs like we drove the Acadia yeah. a couple weeks ago, and that had a third row, but it wasn't usable. You a could lot sit in of the third rows aren't usable. Yeah, yeah, but you could sit in the third row in this and be fine. Yeah, it's not particularly cramped back there, right, in the grand scheme of things. Not not if you move those middle seats forward, which you can. Because there's tons of room there. Yeah. And then these seats can move forward. There's enough room. You could fit six adults in here, I think, pretty comfortably. Yeah. I, I would do it. it probably Plus luggage and things. It's one of the better vehicles if you're going to do a road trip. To me, this is a road trip machine. Yes. This is a fantastic road trip vehicle. Um, and I've actually done road trips in the, in the town and country, the old version of this, because my mother had one. Um, and this is a, a heck of an improvement to that. And... 
you know, going back to the plug-in part, so it doesn't offer a ton of options for how to use the electricity. It basically, mm -hmm. you fill it up to 100, and then it burns it down to zero, and then switches over to the uh, to the dinosaur engine, yep. as, as we called it earlier. Um, and, and that's it. Whereas, like, the Volt... Hi. Okay, you're on video. <laughs> she's very mature. Why is she very so aggressively cutting us off? We're trying to shoot a YouTube I don't know, video she's here. She's got something very pink and fluffy in the Massachusetts one six hotel one four zero. Anyway, um, so where was I? She messed me all up. Anyway, oh, talking about the the the, 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 the hybrid power. So, thing, yeah, yeah, so it burns down the electric. Um, it would be cool if it had uh, some options to uh, hold the electric for a later time if you wanted to so that, you know, you could have a full charge for some other... I don't know. Um, but it doesn't have it. It's probably to not me, a big it deal. makes sense to burn the battery down first because, you know, for example, if you're going up a big mountain, you want to blow all that electricity so that you can get it all going down. Well, uh, and it doesn't actually draw this down to zero either. Okay. Um, is that most uh, plug-in hybrid battery packs, and I, I'm pretty sure that Chrysler's doing the same thing here, is when it says 100% or when it says zero, it's actually going to 20 to 80% on the battery pack. Okay. It doesn't drain it to zero, and it doesn't charge it up to 100 um, because that's how you get wear and tear on the battery. And if you just stay between 20 and 80%, you'd get hardly any wear at all, which is why the Chevy Volt battery packs, even at 100 or 200,000 miles, are still basically brand new Yeah. because they've never gone between those. And on this, the really cool thing about plug-in hybrids is that you can plug it in, and you could charge it every night. Or if you bought one for your wife, who we has told us repeatedly that she would forget to plug it in. Which she would. Yeah. Um, you can just drive it normally, never plug it in, and it's a, just a regular hybrid. Yeah. Which I, I did that for a few hundred miles, and it was fine. Um, and the engine would turn off at red lights, and then it would pull away a little bit on the electric, and then the uh, engine would kick back in. And you could just ignore all of that and not touch it. So the charge monitor here, right? Yep. It actually breaks down our range on that chart. Yes. And so you get the, uh, it shows on the dash the uh, percentage of battery that's left, yep. which in this case is 69%. And then it shows your, it shows the mileage uh, for uh, electric range, which at the moment is 22 and is falling. Um, and then you get your gasoline range, and then it shows you a combined range. Right. So ch fully charged and fully fueled up, the total range on this is more than 500 miles. That'll bust your bladder. Yeah. So uh, you're gonna you're gonna drive for a while. Um, yeah. And so you know you don't have to show that. You can just hide it, and then you never think about it, and you plug it in when you get home, yeah. and then you drive it, and you drive it normally, and, and that is the idea. And if you are the person who's concerned with consumption, I really like this setup here, where it tells you your battery usage, you know, as you drive, right? Power yep. coming from engine. It also shows battery. you driving history. So it can show you uh, per day how much you've done on, on electric and how much you've done on gasoline um, and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. you can do things which are useful if you live in states where you can control uh, or you have time of use oh. uh, electricity charging. And so you can enable a schedule for, oh, I want to charge at 3 a.m. because it's cheaper then uh, and you can save some money with that. Okay. So that's cool too. And then... It's a standard FCA vehicle, so you have Uconnect, which we both, I think, agree very, is excellent. It's very, very nice image quality, I would yes, say. Yes, the screen is very good. Um, you've got the buttons. When you're in CarPlay, it shows you the temperature yes. outside, which is nice. Um, buttons here. This setup is not my favorite. No, so this, 
Who put a shifter next to the volume knob? Yeah, so the first time I ever got in a Pacifica, I tried to change the volume, and I went, and put it into neutral. Lovely. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that's a terrible design. So you got this that spins here, and then you got the volume knob here. That's it's ter- That's not good. Don't do that. Why are you in L right now, for example? Ah, so, L. Drive, it acts like a normal gasoline-powered vehicle. You take your foot off the brake, or you take your foot off the gas, nothing much happens. Ah. And then you got to press the brake to slow down. Put it in L, it has an increased regenerative braking mode. And so you That's take your foot off the brake, or take your foot off the gas, and it begins yeah, to slow so the car down and regenerate a little bit. It's not a lot. It's not like a Tesla. Right. Or a Nissan Leaf where you can do one foot, um, one foot driving, one foot driving or anything yeah, like that. that. But if you're going to have this car, you should put it in L. Does it have a low gear mode? No. So you're not taking this to the mountains? Well, you take it to the mountains because when you're going down, it just regenerative brakes. The whole way down. And when you're going up, it's got plenty okay. of torque. It's got a big electric engine. It's fine. Okay. You, you don't <laughs> have to worry about that. No, remember, the car is smarter than you. Transmission, transmission smarter than you. <laughs> everything's smarter than you. You don't worry about it. So uh, I would, I would request that they have the D, and then you could go into the settings, and set it to standard regenerative braking or more or less, less or whatever, or, yeah. um, which is what Tesla does. And then you just set it and forget it. And uh, I think the the regenerative braking in this is is little more than just sort of slightly aggressive engine braking in any other car. Yeah. Love the power flow. Yeah, power flow sure tells you how much old, you're using. But... So let's see. 93. Oh, the, and the motor turned on. It did. Or the engine. The engine turned on. And now it's going to turn it off. So if you so if you do juice it and, and give it uh, a lot of throttle, the engine will turn itself on. So that's going to stay on for a little Probably while, a while yeah. to get the stuff circulating or whatever, and then it'll turn itself back off, I'm sure. I mean, but really, who's tearing out in the minivan? I mean, if you're going to merge into traffic, it's nice huh. to know. This certainly has plenty of power. Um, so it's got the, the electric motor, and then it's got the, the ICE engine, which I think is some version of the Pentastar 3.6 V6. And it also has all your other you know, amenities. The, I, I would say your advanced driver safety systems, your automatic emergency braking, adaptive cruise control works fine. It does have all that. So a uh, little weirdness. There's a lot of little, little weird things about this car. Yeah. Here on the steering wheel, right here, you have the cruise control buttons. On, off, set. Plus and minus, resume, cancel. Right? Yeah. So if I press that button, cruise control ready, and you turn it on, and it sets cruise to 26. But that's not adaptive cruise. Because there's a different on-off button down here. You press that, you get ACC ready. And then you use the same set minus, plus minus button. So, FCA, if you guys want to save a button on your steering wheel, I think I have an idea. I, I don't understand why <laughs> there's two of them. And then uh, over here you have the buttons that control how close you are to the car yeah. in front of you. And so now we're in ACC, and I don't, I don't know why there's two buttons. That, that's crazy to me. But that's okay. Over here you got a phone pickup and hang up. Uh, the VR with the person talking, which I assume is voice recognition, uh, which we know is going to be terrible. Um, and then up, down, left, right, okay to change modes on the infotainment, uh, which you can go through. Vehicle info shows tire, tire pressure, things like that. A giant digital speedo sits in the middle. Uh, can show you what song's playing, stuff like that. So this is all typical FCA stuff, uh, with the exception of that one uh, hybrid info screen, and which is special give you speed, to distance to empty, and temperature? It's all three! 
Does yeah, speed over there, and so we got the super distance to empty because it shows you in multiple right. multiple drive modes what the distance to empty is, uh, and the temperature. And you can actually go in and change each of those to something else, so it's fully customizable. You can change the the temperature if you want to make it over on the right yeah, side yeah. instead, or whatever, um, which I think is great. They get a, a, a seal of approval there. That's enough to get well, to those forgive are the me three for the things buttons. we always want. That's right the three now. things. Bob Lutz told me, Maximum Bob said the three things people want to see on their infotainment. Temperature, digital speed, distance empty, and they don't care about anything else. And I firmly agree with that. And so every car I drive, I check, can I do that? So the van passes. That's our... That's our, uh, it's th- a driving our, machine. The, 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 the threesome there. Um, so uh, back to the buttons here. Aside yeah, from yeah. the volume knob, which is stupid, um, the rest of it is, is okay. you got auto park, which is cool. Uh, and uh, parking or um, the distance sensors yeah. and lane keep turn on and off, traction control oh. off, whatever. A button to turn the screen off, which is so kind of cool. Clean it. Well, you can clean it, but also um, I think that's for if you have kids in the back and they're sleeping or whatever, you can turn that off so they don't get distracted by it or look at it or whatever. Because remember, it's a minivan. You got kids. So other stuff, you know, you got auto auto button, no knobs for vol- or for temperature. Oh, but you can so adjust your climate control here. Okay. Yeah, so this is here. You got dedicated buttons for climate, auto, you got a mode thing, and then you can also go in here. I'll be honest, I'd rather this be well. the temperature, two temperature knobs, and but you know. Well, this is the fan. And I'm okay with that, because some people like adjusting the fan. I always tell everyone, just put it in auto and then leave it. But, yeah. Um, and then, if you go into the climate menu here, you get the rear climate controls as well. Oh, you got to lock the kids out for sure. Yeah, so you can lock the kids out. They do have controls in the back. Um, where they can control those things. Yeah, if, you, if they're being bad, you turn the heat up or, <laughs> um, or you sink it to the front and call it a day. But there are controls in the back that the kids can adjust um, if you want to, or you can lock them out so they can't mess with it. Or since we don't have kids, we take it out. Um, other stuff that's kind of cool is you got Blu-ray. So in the back, on the back of each front passenger seat, there are screens. Yeah. And they can flip up. And you can watch uh, things. There are headphones and remotes for each one. Great. The babysitter's in the backseat already. Yes, they're already included. And so you can get the kids to put the headphones on. They're just regular Bluetooth headphones uh, to... Uh, I mean, what a deal. Really, if you can get this thing at 42 and it comes with the babysitter already yes. included. Yep. And so uh, I can imagine that both of our parents would have greatly enjoyed having yeah. screens. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so you got that. Other cool things that are back there is there are HDMI ports yeah. on each screen. I saw that. So you could plug in a laptop or an Xbox or whatever. Um, the 110-volt power yeah. is back you there. You definitely could have an Xbox. So you could plug in an Xbox, um, and they can play Fortnite or whatever. Um, you got the Blu-ray player up here. So this is the Blu-ray disc. So you can put a movie in. Yeah. So kids can watch the movie. And so the parents don't go out of their mind for watching, uh, I don't know, what are, what are the kids watching these days? Frozen. Frozen. They're watching Frozen for the 8,000th time. Yeah. Kids put on the headphones and mom and dad can be up here listening to, you know, NPR or, or whatever. So that is cool stuff. And there is something to hook up your phone called a Miracast or something like that. Okay. Which is some way to cast thing. I don't know why they just don't do Chromecast or something. Whatever. But you can, theoretically, you can, you can make your phone connect to it as well. I don't know. CarPlay, full screen. Then you get CarPlay. Uh, nearly full. Nearly full. So you keep the hard buttons down here. And these are customizable down here at the okay. bottom. So you can go to apps and then you can drag different things. So if you really wanted to have a dedicated driver seat heater button, you can throw away the climate button and, and move that. I'd think about to. that. 
yeah, so you can do you can do whatever. Um, you know, CarPlay, audio settings, nav, app manager. There's there's all kinds of stuff in here. So you can you can make it seasonal. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I'm just saying, like, I want that heated seat and heated steering wheel. Yeah, you can drop it. Yeah, you drop it in when you need it. Um. Yeah, so that's good. This this is all fine. I, you know, I wish kind of wish there were knobs for temperature, but then you'd have to put two of them, and you start yeah. running out of room. And with uh, the this knob here, you don't want to be grabbing a knob. You got, there's already too many knobs, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I sort of get it. Um, so moving on, the fit and finish of the vehicle, I think it's actually very good. With one caveat, yes, we did have that rattle back there when we first got yeah, it. Yeah, so we when we first got in the car, uh, we go went over some potholes and things, and there was a rattle in the back, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and so I made Brian climb over the seats, uh, and you got back there and discovered it's the shade on the rear moonroof. Yes, the re- the rear. The, so there's already the enormous panoramic right. one, and then there's another one for the rear row passengers. Yes, so they because they don't want to be left out looking at sure. the sky as well. Um, and, but we opened it and then it stopped. Yeah. And it's as, the latch. It rattles around. So as we know, uh, most people just leave their sunroofs open. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, everything else seems pretty good. Uh, the you know the buttons are all standard. This is all standard FCA buttons, which yeah. I'm fine with. Steering wheel's good. Uh, the leather feels nice. And actually, the leather I think. Uh, this know, is the upgraded leather. This is the is it upgraded? This is the Napa Napa leather bucket seats. With S logo, uh, the S logo is important. Well, so you got the captain's chairs in the back, which I really like, um, and you yeah. can keep uh, keep little Timmy and uh, his sister from touching each other. You know, are you touching me? Yeah. So now you got a separate seat, and you can put stuff in the middle. There's storage absolutely everywhere. Yeah. So this thing, so I, I'm an avid skier. You could fit skis for days back there. Yeah. So you can fold the rear seats flat. Yeah. And then you can run the seats up the tunnel yeah. between the other seats. You can yeah. fit four people, all of the ski equipment. All of it. And maybe your neighbors, too. Yeah. And then you have giant door pockets. Yeah. Right? And you got medium door pockets. And then down here in the middle, you have this cavern yeah. down at the bottom. So that what comes well, out, that, you've got this tray, which I think you could easily fit a, your person. Not that I have one, but hey, you know. And then you put it on the floor in this little yacht tray, whatever. Yeah. And then you've got a thing at the middle of the front of the center Spin console. Thing for cell phone, which is beautiful. Yep. Uh, you got two cup holders. And then you got this storage, and then back something to put your weed in. Back, all right there. Back here, look, you got more storage back here. Yeah. Uh oh. There's a fire truck. Does that mean we're gonna have lots of traffic? Possibly. Sure. Um, and so then, and then in here, you have more storage. I didn't even notice in there. That. What are you gonna put in there? Another your phone? wallet, maybe? Yeah, you can put a phone there, I guess. Uh, maybe a less gigantic phone. Why would I buy a less gigantic phone? And then in the back, you have... There's pockets in the seats, and there's little hangy yeah. places, and the, there's storage cubbies in the third row where there's also USB outlets, so the kids can plug in all their stuff. Um, and then you get a place to put your sunglasses up here. Just one set pair, though. Yeah, but that, you got the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> so you can look at the kids, which I think is great. Yeah, it's, it really is all about parenting here in this yeah, they they know what their audience is here. So, oh, yeah. this thing, this thing would look very practical in any driveway in suburbia. Yeah, and so uh, Pacifica, if you're gonna buy a minivan, I think the Pacifica is the one to get. Yes. yes and if yes. you're gonna buy a Pacifica, you should buy the plug-in hybrid. Absolutely. Because you get the tax break, and you're green, 
And, uh, you know, if I think most people with minivans, it's safe to say they're driving around a lot. Yeah, hauling the kids to and from. the kids, yeah, you just... I mean, but people use them for work, too. If you're going to be hauling stuff. Yeah, but I don't know this is a... Maybe this is a work van vehicle. It, it's... it could be. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people work from home or you haul stuff. Anyway, um, I think I think it would work for that, too. Yeah, so uh, other things that are interesting. So you got the, the charge port up front. Uh, and so it plugs in, and it's just a regular level 2 charger, which I think is, uh, the technical name is the J1772 charger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that plugs in, and uh, it will give you an indication here on the screen of how much charge time you have remaining. From zero, uh, it takes about two and a half hours or so on the level 2 charger, and a little over 14 hours if you just plug it into a, a wall outlet. And that's 14 hours for about 35 miles of distance, so it's a little better than two miles an hour. Okay. Not very good. But in a pinch, a little pinch. bit, a little bit of extra I mean, juice. I, I've told this to you. You sleep, right? I mean, it's yes. not out of the realm of possibility to get a full night to charge off of your wall yes. outlet. But if you buy this car, you should get a level two charger. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, and uh, one other cool little feature that I noticed is that it shows up there on the dash. See that little hump there? Mm-hmm. Is that will show you what the current charge status is. So at a glance, you can tell how full your battery charge is when it's plugged in. Handy. Yeah. You know, useful things for an EV. Uh, other than that, uh, this one has automatic high beams and automatic windshield wipers. Important Should features like that I can't live without now that I have them. Yeah, you don't. You're like, oh, I don't. I can turn my high beams on, and then you have it, and you're like, oh, it's really nice. It turns the high beams on for me. <laughs> uh, okay, now I only want a car with this, and then that's how you end up, you know, spending more money on cars over and over and over. Yeah. Um, but other than that, so it's enormous. You have buttons uh, that will open and close the uh, rear sliding doors and the rear tailgate, and you can even do it from the key, which yep. is really cool. And you can lock them here with that button. Yep. That is so little Timmy can't open and close the doors over and over and over again. We'd never do such a thing. Timmy's I an know. angel. Yeah, well, our little, but other little Timmy's yeah. <laughs> wouldn't. Our little Timmy would never do that. Um, yeah, so you got that, and, and uh, you know, you have lights in the back and lights up here, and it's just, you know. It is a solid family vehicle, which is exactly what it's meant to be. And I don't know, we were talking about this earlier, I don't know that there's a better vehicle for hauling around six people and stuff in comfort. I can't think of one. Because not even the biggest SUV, Suburban, uh, you know, once you're in the third row, it's okay. But getting back there is a nightmare. Because you got to climb over the yeah. seat, and it's terrible. In this, it's not too bad, because the seat slides all the way forward. This is the kind of vehicle you can imagine prowling a national park with. Load up the kids and go for a drive. Prowling all the national parks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think... I don't really get the hate towards minivans. I honestly don't. Um, People because, hate what they... They don't hate the minivan. They hate what the image the minivan portrays. Well, right, they hate because, the thought of domesticity. So, you know, 35-year-olds today with two kids who are looking for their next car, right grew up in minivans. Yes. And so they see it as, oh, that's what mom and dad had. I don't want that. I want something else. Which is why their parents didn't drive station wagons. Right. Yes, because the station wagon is just a minivan, you know, 20 years older. Yeah. And so... Which is why today's kids are not going to drive crossovers. I don't know what they're going to drive, but... Uh, well, by that logic, station wagons. <laughs> and then the loop begins again. <laughs> But, you know, if you can get past the, oh, geez, it's a mom car. Well, yeah, but you're a mom. I I literally know moms who have two kids who are like, I wouldn't buy that minivan. It's a mom car. Yeah. And I'm like, soccer ball, diaper bag, 
you're hauling all this stuff around. What do you think you... <laughs> and so... <laughs> own to, it, is what you're saying? Yeah, own it. And, like, why would you choose a tool? Why would you look at the right tool for the job and then say, no, I don't want that? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's It's the best vehicle for hauling around a family. Buy that. And, and, and it's this one specifically... It's being a hybrid is perfect for traffic because you know not only taking the kids to soccer practice, there's a pretty good chance you need to go to your office park job for you know your eight hours. Yeah, or you're gonna drive wherever and and do this stuff and it, like it doesn't make any sense. So this and the price, it's a it's fifty thousand dollars and they're fully loaded. There's nothing on here that I that forty two and change with the, with the tax credit. You, this, you get a lot of vehicles for forty two grand here, yeah. a lot, and you get to save money on fuel because you know. Do you think gas prices are gonna go down? No. <laughs> no, they're going to go up. And so, you know, you buy the electric car and you plug it in and it's and it's great. All the features, all the amenities you can want with all of the space at 42 grand. If you bought an SUV, you would pay you more money. There's no way. It wouldn't be as nice. It wouldn't have all the features. It wouldn't be as comfortable. You wouldn't be able to haul as much stuff. You wouldn't be able to haul as many people. It wouldn't have as big a sunroof. It's all true. Yeah. Go if you're looking at an SUV, you want to haul a bunch of people around and stuff, you're looking, oh, I need a third row, go look at the at the Pacifica. Yeah. Because this one especially, it's quiet. Because you don't, quiet. you don't yeah, have the motor running. Right? Yeah, it's electric. It's We've been running on electric this whole time, no problem. We're going to, can almost make it all the way back to your house yeah. on electric. And it's 42 after taxes. And you're green. So if you are concerned about, you know, climate change, the environment and all those things, uh, you get that going for you too, and you can look down because there's nothing moms like more than looking down on other moms. That's right. You judge look, them. Yeah, you can judge <laughs> them with their big SUVs and say, "Ah, but I'm green." Yeah. And there are little green badges all over this. Is like e, little e things. That's right. So, I love moral superiority. Yeah, and uh, if you can get a car, if there was an option box on there for moral superiority, this has has it checked. Oh, absolutely. Because it's a plug-in <laughs> hybrid, so you're all set. And uh, so I think that's. Buy Chrysler Pacifica. Yeah. And, you know, you can get me one while you're at it, because i got to be honest. I'd even have utility for this, because the amount of crap I can haul. I love to haul crap. Yeah, I mean, do you need... People say, oh, I want to pick up so I can haul stuff. Okay. Fold the seats down. You can haul a lot of stuff in this. Yeah. And you can haul tall stuff, too, because it's so tall. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's all good. I remember back in the 90s, you could fit a 4x8 piece of plywood in the back of a minivan. They had it cut specifically I, so you could... I haven't measured lately. ...fit. Um, I, I would suspect you can't, but you, you never know. We'll find out. Yeah. Can you fit a 4x8 piece of plywood in the back? But, uh, but I think that's it. So, you know, we are solidly stuck in traffic. This is the perfect vehicle because it's electric. Yeah. To be stuck in braking. traffic in. Um, full regenerative braking. Uh, and so we're going to go do that for a while. Yeah. But I think we've said everything we need to say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Other than like, subscribe, oh, it's notifications. True. Yes. Uh, there's the like button and then there's the little bell. Uh, oh, no. You subscribe. You yeah. like and then subscribe and then you hit the bell to be notified of new videos uh, and leave a comment and tell us uh, everything yeah. we got wrong, we which did, is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to know, do you have questions, you know, general discussion topics? Let us know. Yeah. We'll, we, we'll talk about whatever. You know, we got, we got time to fill. But, uh, we're in traffic. Because we're sitting in traffic. <laughs> we got nowhere to go. So that's it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So well, what did you pay for your XC40? <laughs> About this we have to rebate? Yeah. <laughs> you could park the XC40 inside We would have paid almost forty-five grand for the XC40 if not for doing overseas delivery. 
with overseas delivery. Wait, which, does that include like sales tax and stuff? No. Wow. 